everybody, what is up? Welcome to the Proof of Talent podcast. My name is Rob Payone, and welcome to the podcast where we talk about everything related to the career journey in the blockchain, crypto, and Web3 space. Today, I have a special guest on the podcast. It is one of my colleagues, our senior recruiter at Proof of Talent, Jared Dellen. How are you doing today, Jared? Good, good. Glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for thanks for joining me. And I'm excited about this episode because Jared is actually the second person that I hired at Proof of Talent. is currently our most senior recruiter. has some really great experience uh, hiring and working with companies within the industry. Um, and so excited to kind of dive into the experience he has, but also how he got into the industry as well. So. Maybe let's kick it off on on this discussion with how and what were you doing professionally before starting at Proof of Talent? What was what was your career background prior to yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, great question. Uh, I started in recruitment uh, pretty much out of school. I think I had a few sales jobs before that, but um, I was in staffing and recruiting for three years. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was a great experience, uh, and I certainly wanted to you know be a part of uh be a part of the crypto industry but uh, at that time it was just regular tech sales recruitment yeah what what made you interested in finding a job in in the industry i know you said you kind of had that had that desire to get into the space was there anything in particular that was really kind of driving that yeah yeah at the time i was doing general tech sales and marketing. Um, and I liked it, but I think, you know, recruitment is research and basically any minute of every day that I wasn't working, I was, you know, down the rabbit hole, so to speak, and just researching, reading articles, watching videos, listening to podcasts, all in the crypto space. Um, I got super into investing in general, and that sort of led me down the path of crypto. So when uh, the idea came to recruit in the space, it just seemed like a no-brainer. Yeah. And when you started to to think about like working in the industry, was there anything in particular that gave you pause or hesitation? Because you were going from you know, a recruiting job, like you said, that was in you know, tech sales and, and an industry that's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Was there any kind of concerns on your end or were you nervous at all about thinking about a job in this space, knowing that, you know, knowing how new it is? Yes and no. I mean, I think when I thought about tech in general, um, I had a lot of mentors who've been in recruitment for 20 plus years and I've seen the ebbs and flows of technology of, you know, how recruitment works, the ups and downs of it all. Um, and I, and I thought about, you know, major tech that's already proven, you know, when you think of Facebook, Google, Amazon's of the world. And I, I really saw, I could, the way I thought about it was I either could join a major company and be part of it and be one number of a thousand people at a company, or I can join an industry that's trying to disrupt technology, that's trying to do something a bit different. And yeah, to me, I just saw more of an opportunity than a risk. I mean, everything is risk in life, but I saw more of an opportunity there than anything else. And it's worth chatting through how you even got the job after the talent because you reached out yeah. to me. Um, yeah. 
So, you know, how, how did you go about even, even finding proof of talent and finding me and, and kicking off that conversation? If you, if you <laughs> yeah, remember that. That's a great question. Uh, so I actually wasn't really looking for a new job, you know, I was doing well, pretty happy in, in recruitment, making good money, you know? <laughs> and, uh, I, I, but I, like I was saying earlier, all I was thinking about when I wasn't recruiting for insert, you know, SaaS cloud, whatever technology I was recruiting for, it just wasn't for payroll HR. Like it just wasn't exciting to me personally. And, um, I think I had seen, uh, you know, I, I saw you on LinkedIn. I saw you had started a business. I saw you were in the space previously. And I was just curious to learn more. I was genuinely curious just to have a call and chat, see what you were planning, what you were thinking about. At the time, I think it was just you and Colton. And um, that was really my intention was just to have a get to know you and uh, kind of figure out, you know, your thoughts. <laughs> and, and then after that, um, I think I saw that Pompliano tweeted out about proof of talent. Um, so I thought that was an interesting piece. And then we started talking and didn't think anything of it. And then after having the conversation with you the first time, I was like, yeah, this makes too much sense. I got I to have a follow up. And, <laughs> and sure enough, here we are two years later. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny. And I also think like when I was working, it's kind of the same feelings that I had when I was working at, at the time I was at 2017, early 2018, I was at Oracle and it was like, I had a good job. I made good money. You know, I could have kept doing that for the next 20 years. Um, and that was kind of the plan, but all I did was spend every, you know, waking minute <laughs> on Twitter and, and then making YouTube videos about crypto. Um, and like, that's all I was thinking about was just the crypto space. And it's like, I can't, there, there's an opportunity here and like, I care about this a lot more than I care about selling accounting software. So I think that's, I feel like that's, and this might be an assumption, but I think that's something that a lot of people kind of feel when they want to get into space. It's like, it's all you think about. It's all you're interested in, at least like intellectually yeah. and an opportunity presents itself or you, or you make that opportunity kind of come to fruition for yourself. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. I was thinking the same exact thing you know, that conventional wisdom that they talk about where, you know, I think back in the day, it was more of a reality where you could just be in an industry, maybe had like a pension and, you know, they talk about all this, you know, working for 40 years at a job you kind of don't like, and, you know, maybe you'll put some money aside for a 401k or something. And I just was like, why can't you also enjoy what you're doing too? So that was a, a big key factor for me too. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things you did in the interview process, because looking back, <laughs> and I think Colton and I talked about it with you later on, but I think it's it's good. It's good. It's a good discussion point. Um, and I don't remember the the, the tech you used, um, but you sent thank you. You sent video video thank you notes um, after your interviews. And I think even after the final interview. So after every stage of the interview process with Jared, um, I got a LinkedIn in mail with a, a video. Thank you. note. there was actually another candidate that we're interviewing um, for the same role. That was quite good um, and seemed to be very talented. And we kind of had to make a decision which way to go. And 
that was one of the things. And, and, you know, luckily I'm sure the other candidate was, was great as well, but Jared's phenomenal. <laughs> uh, but luckily we, we made, we made that decision and part of it was just based on the initiative. Um, so I, I'd love to hear like how you thought about that as a, as a job seeker, because I, I think that's, that's a step of initiative that a lot of people don't take, but it can put you over the edge in a significant yeah, way. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. I'm sure looking back at those videos, they're, pretty corny, but <laughs> it was, um, I think at the time my thought process was, uh, I, you know, part of my previous job beyond just the recruitment, I was also doing the business development, you know, marketing myself, branding, trying to get new business as well to then recruit for them. And part of that strategy was doing video messaging, you know, trying to be different, trying to differentiate yourself. and you know, I thought, yeah, I could do a follow-up, you know, thank you email, like everyone else who does that. And it's kind of just, you know, you write a few bullet points about what you talked about and thank you for your time and looking forward to next steps. And I was just like, you know what, I'm already sending out these videos. Let me, uh, let me be a little different. Let me hopefully make an impression. And uh, thankfully that worked out. <laughs> so yeah, I guess to anyone uh, yeah interviewing, try to be different, make an impression always helps. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you said that too, because, or what you said initially where you said, you know, a lot of people are doing this. And then the reality is a lot of people aren't doing anything (laughs) like that. I think even, even something as simple, if you're interviewing right now, or you're thinking about interviewing for a new opportunity, even something as simple as sending a, a thank you email to the hiring manager, you would think everybody does it less than 20% of people. I, I, guarantee you that at least the people I speak to less than 20% of people send a like sincere, send any type of note at all post, uh, you know, post interview, but send a a thank you note. Um, and that type of thing really does no BS set you apart from, you know, from the rest of the crowd and doing something as, as, you know, further in depth as, as, you know, taking a, a minute, two minute video and just saying, thank you that way. I think that's even, even a next step that makes it, very difficult to, to look at that and be like, this person doesn't you know, want this job or you know, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a great, great next yeah, step. You'd be you. surprised. Yeah. To your point, there's only a small percentage of people. And even when they do send the note, it's sort of like great catching up, looking forward to next time. Or like, there's nothing about the conversation yep. that, that really, you know, hit home to show that you care. And you know, that's part of it. It's definitely part of it. Yeah. Definitely is. And, Looking back, and, and now you've been with Proof Talent, I think this week or last week actually was your, your two-year market Proof of Talent. But I want to kind of zoom back to when you first started within like the first three to six months, um, started working here. What was, what was your initial reaction to working in the, in the crypto industry for the first like three to six months? Did anything surprise you or stand out to you at all uh, when it came to working with job seekers or employers in the industry? Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely, um, it was so exciting to see because when I was, you know, before I get into that question, I always thought about from a recruitment perspective, the, the business that has the most success is either, you know, you see it's sort of the, the large firms that have been around for a while or a, a firm that's so niche and specific. And um, I, I saw that as such an opportunity, but getting into your point, uh, first three to six months, I think the, the biggest impression that I had was the level of talent 
that I was speaking to that was interested in all of these different projects and protocols and, and all the different applications, the genuine excitement. I, I was speaking, I think one of my first roles, I was working on a GC position, uh, a general counsel legal position. And I was speaking to people who were head regulators uh, of our government. I was speaking to people who came from the biggest law firms in the world. I was speaking to people who came from Facebook and Amazon and Google and, and all these major companies, all these people that were so ready to talk about this space, this next step. And I think that just blew me away. And I think that still holds true today. Just the, the level of talent is pretty outstanding. So definitely positive going forward for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree. And I think that's one of the, the most interesting things about operating in the industry. And I also think one of the most positive things when you talk about, like surviving through a quote unquote bear market and, and recruiting through that as well um, is even though the prices of a lot of assets right now are down 70, 80%. <laughs> um, I mean, we started the company in 2019, 2020, things weren't that great in, in 2019 and through COVID and all that type of stuff. But kind of regardless of, of where things are going, there are still so many people that are wildly passionate about this industry. And even if they're not working in a full time, like they really, truly want to want to find that opportunity and want to make a difference in it. And you know, I'm sure there are other industries out there like that, but there are not many. Like there are a lot of people in the world that are just cash and paychecks and there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, you have to yeah. pay the bills. Um, <laughs> but like there's something to be said about really, truly caring about the space that you're operating in. And because of that, I think, as especially as recruiters, it's cool to speak to people that yeah. care versus people that are just like, all right, this is like, this is my next job and I'm going to hate my life. <laughs> but like, hey, you know, I need this job. So that's, I think that's, that's such a cool thing about the industry. Yeah. And it still holds true. And it's, especially now, I think what's so cool and people talk to me about it too. Like you said, you know, prices are dropped, dropped a little bit <laughs> and People as a, and <laughs> a lot of the people that were excited then, the people who were truly passionate about it are still excited about it. You know, there was a lot of people who maybe were just in it for the wrong reasons or, you know, heard about it or, you know, just weren't really passionate about trying to push the industry forward. But all the people that are still here still have the conviction and maybe a bit of a contrarian mindset, like they're still ready to go, ready to build, and there's money flowing into the space. So positive to see. Totally. <laughs> and thinking about getting started too, um, you know, I know you you had some some background before you started at Proof of Talent in terms of, like you said, some just some personal investing and, and, and overall interest. But um, was there any type of, of content or learning or anything that you did on that front that was helpful when you were getting started? Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's a ton of information out there, some good, some bad. I would say um, maybe in the beginning, the the information that I was getting from videos, you know, I had to sort of think critically and maybe cipher some of that out. You know, if you see a lot of videos with this subject line, like to the moon or, you know, making, you know, make all the money, you know, you know, all that, that's, they're probably not um, well-educated on it, but I think when I started doing some some serious thinking about it and talking with you and, and talking to a lot of people, 
um, there's a lot of research firms, you know, Missari is a great firm that does a lot of research. Delphi Digital uh, as another one. Um, you look at some of the, the major publishers in the space that are pumping out articles. Um, I just think it's, there's, there was a lot of good information out there, uh, I think. And, and it's just finding out what is, what is the best, uh, best information to look at, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I think there's, it's kind of the problem in terms of learning in the space is twofold. There's a lot of content. So like you said, you have to filter through like what's, you have to learn what's kind of good content and what's bad content in terms of just like educational. Like it's one thing if you want to be entertained and there's a lot of crypto <laughs> YouTube, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's, it's not necessarily educational. Right. Um, but on the other, on the flip side too, once you figure that out, then it's also kind of have to consume the content and it, that can be tough too, because the space moves so quickly. But if you just kind of have some diligence, it makes the ability to consume that uh, in you know, bite-sized pieces definitely a little bit more more palatable. For sure, for sure. And even now, I think one that I've been listening to a lot uh, is uh, Blockworks has a great podcast called Empire, and they have real subject matter experts in this space, um, and they're just pumping out some great content right now. So. That's, that's definitely one. I think Pomp has some great stuff and, you know, some courses and things like that. So there's good information out there too. Totally. Thinking about you know, your time in the industry now, professionally for the past two years, has your view changed at all on anything over the, over the past two years? Yeah. Yeah. I think when I started, um, I, you know, had this picture in my head that we were, uh, that the tech was like, everyone is going to be using blockchain t technology tomorrow. Like, I just thought that we were like on the cusp, that inflection point. And I think we are getting a lot closer. Um, but I think there's, there's a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of innovation that still needs to be done. There's a lot of abstraction uh, of complexity for general population that is still being done, the infrastructure is being built. So we're still, there's a ton of really smart people focusing on this every day, heads down, grinding it out. Um, I think there's a little bit longer of a timeline before we have sort of like, you know, when you think about where the technology of like Facebook is, where there's like parents and grandparents on it. Um, do I think we're there yet? No. Do I think we're gonna be there soon? Yes. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's, I don't remember who it is. And I feel like I've heard it on a bunch of podcasts, but I think it's very true. It's like people under, or people overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10 exactly. years. And I think that that is maybe, maybe it's a little bit shorter, maybe in, in the crypto space, it's they overestimate what they can do in one year, but underestimate what they can do in five years. Because I think that's, <laughs> That is very true within the space is everything does move quickly, but at the same time, it takes quite a while for certain things to really get true traction um, and also to find that product market fit, find success. So there's, you have to take a long-term look at some of this stuff while also maintaining a critical eye on if something is not finding success because of that time horizon or just because it doesn't have product market fit right. at all. So there's, 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 
it's there's there's a weird in between there as well. Absolutely, and I think that's something that happens with a lot of technology now, especially innovative technology. You know, you look at AI and some of the other technologies that are out there. It's kind of in that similar growth phase. But I think the thing that keeps me very bullish on the industry, very excited, is the talent, but also the amount of money that's going into venture capital that's funding these companies. Um, I think that sort of the fact that they're doubling down, they're tripling down, their conviction is there. Um, it just sort of has a effect on who comes in, who's making the decisions and um, the innovation that continues to happen. Yeah. Thinking about somebody trying to get a job in the crypto industry right now, is there any advice specifically that you would give them when they're trying to start a career in the space? Definitely. Um, I think when you think about this industry versus others, there's a ton of parallels. You know, we've placed hundreds of people now in this space in all different skill sets, hard skills. You know, it's not just people I think tend to have this thought and I've talked to people a lot who say, Oh, I'm not a solidity engineer. I probably can't get into the space. It's like, well, there's sales, there's marketing, there's operations, everything that you would think of in a traditional business there is in the crypto space. So I think if you're passionate about the space, you have a hard skill, think about how it can fit into this industry, um, align yourself with the right people. I'd say there's tons of avenues to reach out to people that are already in the space, to chat with them um, through LinkedIn, Twitter, Discord, you name it. And I think there's a ton of ways where you can put, even on your profiles that you show, you know, Maybe it's a certification with Pomp, you know, and the, the team or um, just putting, you know, passion about Web3 or blockchain. That's how a lot of people like us can, can find you and find your hard skills mixed with the passion for crypto and blockchain and um, hopefully make some introductions. Yeah, I think that's a great point. Part of it is having some type of transferable skill set. <laughs> when you're looking for a job opportunity in the industry, it's like you want to, you ideally want to be doing something that can potentially, where your existing skill set can transition into the industry. So like you said, whether that's sales or operations or marketing or legal um, or some type of software engineering, like there are a lot of things that have direct application to jobs within the industry. And if you can, build up that competency while also maintaining genuine interest in whatever your passion is within the space, whether it's Bitcoin or Ethereum or Solana or, you know, NFTs or DeFi, whatever the heck it is. If you can build up that professional skill set elsewhere, ideally while getting paid to do so from somebody else. And then, you know, you, you are at that point in time, a good software engineer, a good salesperson, people will be very receptive to those conversations with you. And I think that's something that is um, a lot of people get, but I think there's also the, some people are just like, Hey, you know, I want to work in the industry. It's like, well, you need, you need to be able to, to contribute something. To yeah. And funny enough, I recently had a conversation with a marketer who is currently at a popular layer one blockchain. I won't name the name, but he said to me the way that he, got his job at that blockchain was he messaged the head of marketing at the blockchain that they were at. And he basically made some 
constructive criticisms over a video they put out or, or, or whatever strategy that they were using and then put all of the ways he would make it better and showed that and just sent it all to him. And the guy was like, we need to talk. So it's just another layer of showing the value that you bring in your skill and your passion for the space can get your foot in the door. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to the video that you made too, it's like going the extra mile in an area where people wouldn't do so. If you are looking for a job, whether it's in crypto or it's not in crypto, but if you do something that is slightly above average, where you're like, hey, I'm gonna nobody's asking me to do this. Nobody is making me, you know, do this step, but I want to do this because I would like a job here. I would want to start a career here. Go ahead and do it. Like the worst thing that happens is you take an hour of your time and you know, maybe you improve upon something, but sometimes that that extra step is really what gets you over the hump and 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 gets you into a competitive role that maybe you wouldn't have otherwise. So taking that extra step in an interview process at any point in time is always something that is, I think, worth your time. Definitely. I couldn't agree more. And it's, you know, I'd always rather do more um, instead of less and then go back and regret not having done it or tried something. So I think that's sort of a good mentality to have. And finishing it off here, I would be curious, and this could be anything in the industry. Uh, what are you excited about in the you know near to, to medium term future? Is there anything in particular that you've been, you know, companies, products, any anything, themes? What are you what do you have your eye on that you're excited about in the in the future here within the industry? Yeah, I think um, more broadly, I'm excited about as I was saying earlier, you know the VC capital and sort of the human capital that's coming into this space. Um, But if I would say in general, I think just overall, I'm seeing some trends on increased focus on building the infrastructure and also the abstraction of complexity around a lot of these products, particularly when you think of wallets and, and how people interact with applications or NFTs or uh, anything like that. Um, I'm excited that it's becoming easier to use day by day. And a lot of the technology on the back end, I think like any technology, if you looked at the internet when it started and being, having to send an email, um, it's like it was 80,000 stuff. You needed, you needed to know how to code like you, to be able to send an email. Now an email is just part of a job. And I think we're starting to see trends like that more broadly within the space, which gets me pretty optimistic. I don't want to necessarily say specific projects or names of, of companies, but um, I think as a broader trend, that's something that's exciting to me. Yeah, that's uh, it'll be, there's been a lot of improvements and I think people sometimes focus too much on areas around the economic side yeah. of things and don't pay attention as much to some of the improvements on the product side. And there's certainly been some really, impressive leaps and bounds in terms of just user experience over the past three, four years, which has been awesome to see. Uh, so yeah, great, great point there. For anybody that is interested in finding an opportunity in the crypto industry, uh, how can uh, how can they reach out? Uh, how can they find you? Yeah. Um, uh, my email, I'm always on LinkedIn, you know, pretty much 24 um, seven. My email is jared at proof of talent.co. Um, 
you know, I'm on Telegram too. I'm on Twitter. You know, uh, I would say probably the best place to reach out to me is is LinkedIn, um, just because I'm on it so much. But yeah, looking forward to talking to anyone. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate your personal journey into the space and and the advice you had for people. And I hope uh, for anybody who is looking for that next step career wise that this was a, a helpful episode for you. And until next time, have a good one. See yeah. you.